Welcome to this week's episode of Eye of the Swarm, Season 4, Episode 2, your deep dive into anything and everything Yellow Jacket Athletics. With the big sound, Matt Johnson, and our birthday boy production engineer, Adam DeMuth, I am John Garver, and, uh, you know, getting some thumbs down and a little head shaking over there in the control room, but you can't have that kind of a nugget at my disposal, Adam. <laughs> we'll spare you the singing of happy birthday, though. And to spare uh, Adam the further embarrassment, I was the one who told Garves that uh, that it was his birthday day. So you should have waited till we were off. My bad, Adam. I'll say this, though. You should have waited till we were off doing a really good job of stepping in for... Um, Elliot, because Elliot would have the same reaction. No, he would. Yeah, he would. He would. He'd just like, sit there and don't shake even bring his head it up. At us. Just yeah, yeah. He totally. But uh, I, I just you know, I just want to say happy birthday, Adam, as well. Absolutely. So, you know, two episodes in, and we've uh, sufficiently embarrassed the young man already. Yes, already. So maybe we can stop for a little while. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's he's pleading with us to keep yeah, going. Yeah. So, we'll, so we'll move on now into into something else. What do you want to talk about, Matt? I don't know, man. How was your weekend? <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, I, uh, let me put let me put it this way: How did the inline go? Ah, the inline. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, we learned some things. <laughs> we learned some things. It was a learning experience, it, was it? No, it was because oh. I mean I've I've done this event before. Okay. On wet pavement, for six seven miles, and then it dries out. Never before have I done this event in pouring rain. Yeah, that's what we had on. So that's why I was going to ask you. You know, because I it's one of these things where. You, get up in the morning check the weather and it's like okay it's not gonna rain till afternoon there's really nothing on the radar this this should be okay and get up the starting line all right uh our bus is going up there about two miles out of two harbors the windshield wipers and the bus come on and you just kind of shake your head and go okay well maybe it's just gonna be at the start because right, it, it yeah. didn't rain the entire way up and then it stopped it's like okay perfect and then you're get the wheels on and you're you're getting used to the wet pavement and everything and you get up near the chute to start and they call, you know, wave one going in one minute. All right, feeling good. And then the rain started. <laughs> Perfect. And it timing. wasn't just a couple drops. Oh, no. You know, it, the rain started. Did it and go you, for the whole 26.2? And you could see everybody at the starting line just kind of having this. Oh, man. This just, this is going to extend this race now for sure. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was by mile three pouring, like rain running off the front of my helmet oh man yeah so it slowed things down shorten up those strides baby well yeah because yeah. the rubber wheels on wet pavement get very slippery oh yeah you know so you kind of on that black tar yeah so you can't really push your your stride out as much as you want because you want to save your groin right yeah so if you want to walk the next day then yeah yeah so that happened and by mile eight it's still going got to about the midway point and it stopped okay and then by about mile 19, which is right when you get off the scenic highway right, and start to get to onto London, London Road, Road there, yeah. it, it started again. Okay. And then it just kept going the rest of the race. Oh, man. How was Lemon Drop Hill with that? Uh... Pretty much the same as everything. You know, you okay. couldn't do a full stride. Okay. Um, so it, it definitely slowed it down. Okay. But... Lemon Drop, I thought, was honestly easier than once you got on the interstate. Okay. Because the interstate has that groove pavement. Yeah. Which is supposed to be great for cars, not great for inline skates. No, because you've got those yeah. ruts. And then yep. You, yep. And that was like ice. Okay. Yeah, that was imagine. like ice. So anytime you had to, you wanted to try to push a little bit more, you you really couldn't. Your your feet would go That's straight up concrete, you. right? Like that's, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So then you'd hit a tunnel, and you could... It, 
was really greasy in there, but the, by the second half of the tunnel, things were drier. Okay. And then you get out of the tunnel, and then you get all wet again and have to get a, you know accustomed to it. Right. And there's three tunnels. Oh, right. And then you have to take the exit ramp up to Fifth Avenue, okay. which takes you then over the interstate around the deck to the finish line. Right, right. Yep. And when you make that turn off of the ramp onto Fifth Avenue, that was like pure ice Ugh. because there's all these different all the lines that are painted on the road, that stuff is slippery. Right. So it, it, it really, I'd never done it in full rain like that. I'm okay. glad I finally did because I learned there's really not that much to be afraid of. Right, yeah. I did see more people drop oh, than I've ever seen before. There were a lot more people coming in that sustained damage than I've ever seen before. But it's well, not the end of the world like I thought it was going to be. And the other thing I learned is... Boy, does equipment make a difference. Okay. Because I've always used like. Well, did you get new skates? I like, did. Yeah, that's where I'm that's, going here. Yeah. I, I always used like standard hockey skates. Right. You yeah. know, that's what I grew up with. That's what I've always skated in. Last year, I bought racing skates. Okay. Right. Well, Way different. Yeah. I feel like I was flying at times. Right. On yeah. those things. It's like the difference between speed skating and hockey yeah, skates. Yeah, it is. Speed skates and exactly. Hockey skates. Yeah. And when I said you can't really get a full stride. You're obviously going to lose some power, and that in turn you're going to lose some speed. I didn't, right? And that yeah. was the really interesting thing is once I got, if I would have worn my old skates, I definitely would have been slower. Okay. But with these, they allowed me to at least maintain enough speed, where so even when you had to slow down your stride, you had, yeah, yeah. I, I still I wasn't losing anything. If anything, I was probably still faster than I would have been if I would have been wearing my old skates on dry pavement. Oh wow. So all all of this to to say, I, I get across the line. Those racing blades came in really handy. Yeah, and I, I get across the line, and it's like I, they get in, take the skates off, have a snack, and you go look at the wall, and I see my time on there, and I'm going, oh man. Did you feel like you were going faster, or did it just sort at of at times? Okay. At times, I've definitely felt faster. Okay, and with the ease, I was able to pass some people. Okay, I definitely could tell. Okay, but then I saw the time. Right. And I'm going, this is only a little over a minute off my personal best. And that was set on a wind-aided day with a tailwind, a significant right. tailwind. Right, yeah. So I'm sitting here going, all right, equipment makes all the difference in the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The technological advances in in well, So that skates. was one of the things in the last podcast I didn't get a chance to ask you about because I thought you had said that you were buying racing blades versus the regular yeah. blades that you had been using. Yep, because the so, wheels yeah. are much bigger. Longer, there's, there's probably more there's, of them. There's, no, there's less. Oh, there's less? There's less. There's four on, on the ones I used to use. There's four wheels. You just have three. See, I just assume that uh, like like the hockey speed skate versus – or the speed skate versus the hockey skate where the blade is longer. Right. That that's what you would want. But yeah. maybe it's – yeah. No, know? it's – we definitely noticed the difference with the bigger wheels and only having three of them. And, oh, wow. Yeah. So there were there were times where I felt like I was flying, and I'm, I, I get home, and I look at the time again, and I'm like, boy – if I would have had dry pavement the entire race, I would have blown my previous best out of the water. Wow. You know, and I, my lifetime goal before I die still is to get under an hour and a half, which is like still shaving 10 minutes off. Right. But might be doable with these now. You know, if I can actually figure out a way to be disciplined in my diet and carry less weight <clears throat> and then have these on dry pavement. Right, yeah. It could if I really pushed my training and everything. It, I think you it, could it, do it. it. I think I could do it. Yeah, that's well, good for you. So. I was, uh, I, 
you know, I know you and I. Uh, but it was we, a we ex- soggy mess. We exchanged uh, text messages that day, and I know you, based on what you told me in the text messages, I knew you were pretty happy with your performance. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, he he didn't do as badly. I I was thinking about it though because while I was driving up to work, I <laughs> the sky opened up and I thought, oh boy, this yeah. is. Uh, this is not great. This is exactly what he was dreading. Yeah, and this is what we wanted to avoid. But yeah, you know what? But you know, <laughs> we we powered through. Yeah, we learned a f- we learned some stuff, and uh, hopefully in 2023, when I I'm already registered, so when we knock out North Shore Inline Marathon number eight, hopefully it's drier and. Well, so you've had some surprisingly good results the last couple of years, despite the fact that you've had some obstacles to overcome. So yeah, that's um, that's good. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. So like last year I didn't train. No, last year you didn't and train and still finished under two hours, which blew my mind. Right. You know. So and then yeah. this year with the rain and the yep. If I actually train the way I'm supposed to and get a dry day, I'll, I'll tell you this: look it, out, uh, people! It uh, throws a whole new meaning into the phrase uh, "losing an edge." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you hear that in hockey all the time. Guy lost an edge. Yep. Well, you lose an edge in this, and there's going to be a lot of you're going to sustain damage. Yeah, there's going to be a, and possibly a lot. Depending there were a upon, lot of cuts and bumps and bruises. Yeah, a lot of abrasions and other kind of things. Uh, it's one thing to lose lose an edge playing hockey. It's another one to lose it when you're in an inland marathon on blacktop. <laughs> yeah, on blacktop yeah. on a very hard surface. The, it does not give at the, all. No, not at all. Yeah. The other thing <clears throat> that I I can I say this every single year is you see the people, you, you can pretty much tell at the starting line who's a skater, who is not. Who has done this before, who has not. Right, yeah. And you get the inexperienced people that when that horn goes off, they are gone. They're cooking. They're yeah. gone. And they're probably running a two-and-a-half, three-minute mile pace to start. But not knowing that there's 26.2 to go. And don't yeah. do the math that there's 26 more of these things to go. <laughs> and you just watch them go. And then you get to mile four, and they're sucking wind on the side of the road. Right. And it's like, it literally is a marathon, folks. Right. It literally is. Well, it's, you don't waste it all in the first two miles. Well, it's like when you watch the Olympics and you see those Olympic speed skaters on the longer races, like the 10,000 meters and some of the other ones. Yep. You definitely they pace themselves. They do. It's a smooth stride, yeah. and they're they're not pushing. They nope. don't push until the very end. Yeah, until like the like not not quite the bell lap, but pretty close. Yep. That's when they really start to like you know because they've been conserving that whole time, right? Trying to pace themselves. Exactly. You know, and if you watch uh, professional runners, some of them like they usually maintain a right around you know. I think the Grandma's Marathon champion is usually between four and a half and five and a half yep. throughout the race, so yep. it's right around there. But most elite runners will save for a kick yep. at the end. Yep. And Or elite skaters. And well, you can always see the people yeah. that kick too early. Right, yeah. And then they just plummet down the leaderboard. Right, yeah. 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 And that's that's the, that's the when, when it comes to distance stuff, that's the real skill of it, mm-hmm. is to train your body so you can go a certain speed, but also keep enough in the tank to be able to go, okay, do I have that last kick that I need? Right. I mean, it goes. it happens that way in track. It happens that way in speed skating. It happens that way in marathon running. They're all looking for that last, like, in marathon running, it can be the last three miles. Yep. That can be the kick. You know, when they start to really – because you and I have both seen that. Yep. Where you're running with a pack and all of a sudden you lengthen it out. You see it in the Tour de France with the with those yep. guys. Like, they'll kick – you know, they call it attacking. Right. But it's the same idea. It's a yep. kick. It's the exact same idea. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, that's <laughs> – I, I, 
I would imagine that you kind of chuckle a little bit. I always do. Yeah. I always do when you see those people take off and you just like, I'll, I'll see you in a few miles because I know I'm going to. Yeah, exactly. I know I'm going to, and you're either going to be off on the side of the road or I'm just going to blow right past you because you're barely going to be pushing. Yeah, your legs are, you've got a left lactic and acid you're gonna, already. And you're going to realize that there's still 18 miles left when I pass you. Yeah, yeah. Are there? Let me ask you this, because this I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about the inline. Um, are there professional skaters that take part in this, or oh, yeah. is this just okay? Oh, yeah. Okay, Yeah, there's a – the very first wave that will go off is the elite wave. Okay, just like in a marathon. Yep, those yep. are the elites, and they and they go. And then you have your advanced waves okay. of the people that aren't quite there yet but are still They're much, okay. yeah. much faster than us, and then you've got your, your recreation waves. Okay. And that's where okay. I live. Okay. Okay. That's where I live, and I usually go in recreation wave one, and your expectation there is between 130 and 145. Okay. So, how I much mean, for the elite guys? What's a good time? You know, a little over an hour. Okay. You know, usually okay. around 105. Okay. 108. Okay. In that ballpark, which is Fine. moving. Yeah. Well, which we've is always moving. We've always, uh, you and I have always talked about this, and it's like, um, we talk about the, the pace that they run. And I was talking with a former now, a former UWS athlete, uh, Ryan Castaneda, who now works with admissions. Or doesn't he? Isn't he does. Right? He's an yeah. admissions counselor now. Um, but we were talking about the speed at which the marathon, the pro marathon guys run. He's like, right. it's like a sprint. And I'm like, well, their sprint is faster than ours. But at the pace that they're running per mile, it would be a sprint for us. Yes. So it's a little bit, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Like the average, that's why they're elites. It's, it's not like, because when you're running 535 miles, even if that's on the low end of your speed, mm-hmm. that's a sprint for the average guy. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> it's like, and it's it's funny when you look at those times that the first year I did the inline marathon, I finished in like two hours and 20 minutes. Elite okay. runners would have beat me. <laughs> Elite runners would have would have. They would have the run it faster than I skated. Yeah, the champion grab was marathon on the men's side would have definitely crossed the line before you did. Yeah, and I didn't I, – I, my first time I did it, I didn't know what to expect. I, w- I trained, but I didn't know what to expect, so I, I didn't push very hard at all. Right. Yeah. And then I got done. And I'm going. You know that isn't so bad. I can probably push. And I shaved like 40 minutes off the next year. Right. Like 30 yeah. minutes off of it. Right. Yeah. So at that point, it was like, wow. Yeah. Elite runners are faster than I can skate this. <laughs> and that's a great place it's a to way, leave it. It's an eye-opening <laughs> it experience really when you cross the line in two hours and 20 minutes, and you realize that. Dominic Gondoro just ran that. Just ran it. Yeah. In like 2:11. Yeah. <laughs> or 2:12. He would have beat me by 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just, you know, that that's yeah, that's a sobering thought. Or even if he was just out for a light jog, he probably still would have beaten me by a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah, if he would have just like stayed with me for a bit right. and then just took off. Yeah, and he, yeah. <laughs> and then the shame that would have just entered my mind, going, "He's gonna beat me. <laughs> He's pulling away from me right now." Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like they have those. Uh, I don't know if you've seen those, but they've they've done those like, and this is a completely apples to oranges like the ultimate apples to oranges comparison right but they were talking about like comparing a cheetah's speed to other animals mm-hmm. and they were comparing it to humans and they were talking about usain bolt in the sprint and they had a graphic i think it was on youtube they actually had like a video where they actually did insert a cheetah and usain bolt and like they had the gun go off and the cheetah goes this way, and Bolt and those guys are coming like. And by the end of the video, the cheetah's sitting like at the at the line like, "Where did you guys go?" <laughs> like on the ground. But it's because a cheetah can go, and this is a really amazing thing about cheetahs. 
They're fa- they can get up to 60 miles an hour faster than any car will ever be able to. Right. They can get up to 60 miles an hour in three strides. So it's like 1.8 seconds or something. It's something ridiculous like that when they take <laughs> out. So that's what they show. Like it was like, whoop, he just like, and then here come these humans. <laughs> and like I said in the graphic, they had this cheetah sitting on the, on the finish line like, hmm. And then they actually had, they did it again. And this time they had the, the humans go first. And had the cheetah sit there for a little bit. <laughs> and the cheetah the still ran him down. <laughs> but uh, if you've ever seen a video of a cheetah running, it's incredible. Yeah. Not to go too far off topic, but speed is really an amazing thing. It is. It's a crazy thing. The fact that they can get up to 70 miles an hour for short distances, I mean, it's crazy how yep. fast they can go. And, um, yeah, that was a funny one because it's just like <laughs> – it just shows you, again, the different levels of speed. Even an ostrich. Right. An ostrich is an incredibly fast animal. Because that a, size. Yeah. Well, and there's actually a video of, uh, of uh, this, is another, this is another. Racing a cheetah? Too. Well, no, it wasn't. Um, it was these two guys that were riding um, road bikes in South Africa. And <laughs> this cracked me up because they're going along, they're going along. And all of a sudden, this male ostrich starts running with them. And he's having no problem keeping up. He's just turning and looking at them, and he's running behind them, and he's like, and they're like, and there are people standing on the road, and the ostrich just keeps running with them. And it's, 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 it's an amazing video, because you realize, even at that point, that an ostrich could go faster than that. Like, right. an ostrich can get up to 45 miles an hour, which is unbelievable. Well, nobody will ever mistake me for a cheetah or an ostrich. I can promise yeah. you that. Well, and, and I'll I'll wrap this up by saying this: um, there was a segment on Jimmy Fallon where um, um, uh, Steve Irwin's son came on, Robert, and uh, <laughs> he brought some baby ostriches with him. And Kevin Hart was the guest. And Kevin Hart has a famous phobia of animals, of everything animal. And these baby ostriches came out, and he was like, oh, he freaked out, and he's <laughs> and he put him down. And he started running. He's like. He said something like, I will be running away from those. And then uh, Robert Irwin said, well, you can try your best, but they can get up to 45 miles an hour. And he's like, <laughs> he stopped and he said, I will run away, but I will definitely be caught. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, how fast some of these animals can move. Right. It's really, it really is amazing. So anyway, that long tangent. I'm glad. Uh, congratulations on Thank your you. performance. Thank um, you. I toasted you that night. I know seven, you know that. Yeah, yep. appreciate that. Seven in the books. Yep. And like I said, we're already registered for number eight. So now that everybody knows my goal, well, we'll see if we can see if we can get there. We're all rooting for you. Thank you. Appreciate there you that. There you go. Speaking of rooting, we root for the Yellow Jackets we in do. this room. So let's talk a little bit about the week that was. Yeah, it was a busy week, and just about everybody was gone. Yes. <laughs> so it was. There wasn't a lot going on locally, but there were a lot of things happening away from correct the local uh, local. Uh, homestead here, so we'll uh, we'll get into this. Men's soccer had a weird week. Um, they went 0-0-1 last week, which is, I think, the first time I've ever said that. Yeah, that could be new. Yeah, I think that's a that's a new one for me. Um, we'll talk about why that was mm-hmm. in just a moment here. Um, they tied Northland College um, scoreless, actually. Went uh, scoreless with the Lumberjacks 0-0 on Saturday at Ponzio Stadium in Ashland before having their game against McAllister, which was a non-conference game scheduled for last night as we record this on a Wednesday. That was scheduled last night, Tuesday, down in St. Paul. Postponed due to lightning, so that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, and lightning is one thing that the NCAA and the rules They do never, not mess around with they, that. Yeah, they don't mess around with that. If it's so. within, I think, 30 miles, <clears throat> they they pull you off the field. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's, I think it's if it's visible, yep. yeah, that's what they – I mean, they don't like check the radar or anything. No, but, but there's the like with the UMAC, the you have a, a weather app, 
right. that will notify you if lightning has been spotted within 30 miles. Right. And that's kind of when everybody starts the... The, the scan. All right, let's be ready for the, the inevitable right. weather delay. Well, and I think that McAllister has, uh, I think, but they have metal bleachers. So I haven't been to their stadium in a while. But, yeah, um, so that's a yeah, good decision mm-hmm. on their part of safety first. Uh, against Northland, the Yellow Jackets, 16-6, to six, the edge in shots, going 8-3 to three in shots on goal. But uh, couldn't get one past. Uh, well, he did. But, but, got, goal, but the goal got disallowed. Yeah, the goal got disallowed. Uh, uh, and they have a really good keeper there Yeah, uh, over at uh, Northland. So. So I got a chance to watch him play this summer. So and Jamie Colville, mm-hmm. he's really good. He's very tough. So, yeah, they ended up uh, tying Northland zero uh, zero in regulation time. And of course, no overtime, so they couldn't decide it that way. Um, I think this is the first time that they haven't beaten Northland in a long time. Yeah, I had to go back and I'd have to, I, maybe ever. Yeah, yeah. So that uh, I know Northland's head coach Greg Gilmore pretty well. He's one of the assistant coaches up at Duluth FC. So um, Greg's a really good guy. They've and, done a nice job. Yeah, and he's got his best team in years. Yep. So. Um, you know, they'll play again later this year. But, uh, yeah, 0-0, Yellow Jackets uh, settled for the tie with Northland. And then, like I said, that game against McAllister got uh, postponed due to Lightning. Um, bummer because uh, playing the Scots is always a fun one, and uh, it's always a good a good barometer of where you're at. Yeah. Because so, that's a quality program. So Indeed. Women's soccer won 3-2 overall. Strange record. But they're 1-0 in the UMAC, excuse me. Went 1-1 last week, defeating uh, Northland College 5 nothing. On Wednesday at the MSC Spartan Sports Complex, yours truly was on with the call of that one. And then they fell to UW-River Falls 3-0 on Saturday. That was played at the Raymer Soccer Stadium in River Falls. Um, the game against Northland went about, I think, according to plan. They needed much. that. Yeah. And they I think, needed that. Yeah, I mean, they've had a tough start to the year in terms of scoring goals. Yep. Uh, that's been the biggest thing. I mean, they've created chances. They just haven't finished. And against Northland, uh, they had a big edge in terms of opportunities and shots. Uh, Nia Wilson they had a hat trick. Additional goals come from Cameron Hill and Allison Alessi. UWS 37-3, the edge in total shots. 19-2 in shots on goal, so it was pretty uh, pretty one-sided. It was very one-sided. Yeah, Jenna Lang and Quinn Clark each uh, split time and goal. Combined to make two saves to pick up the shutout. And then against River Falls, game was scoreless headed in the halftime. Before the Falcons scored three times after the break, Yellow Jackets were outshot 25-11. 16-5, the shots on goal in favor of River Falls. Jenna Lang and Quinn Clark again split time and goal, making combined 13 saves in the game. I would have liked to have been able to watch that River Falls game just to see what happened, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't get a chance to. So I had to work. Um, but I think that was a bit of a revenge game from last year. I think so. Yeah. So, um, And you know what? It's it's not going to bother, I don't think, the team too much now that they're about to get into the bulk of the conference schedule. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think they, they probably would have liked to have a better result. Yep, no but, doubt. And a note on that, with that hat trick, now Nia is just two goals <clears> in the school record. Yeah. Tying the school record that was set last year by yeah, Anna, Anna Schusman. Now Anna Bratley. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So there that was the week that was for them. Volleyball, five and seven overall, one and oh in the UMAC. They had a really busy week, so we'll go through this as fast yeah, as they, we can. Yeah, they got busy. They won three out of four matches though, they so did. it was successful. Yep. Um they uh, defeated Hamlin, Carlton, and Northland while dropping a match of St. Scholastica. So four matches in the last week for Coach Lynn Diedrich and the Yellow Jackets. On Wednesday, the Yellow Jackets down Hamlin. Three sets of nothing at the Mertz. Pretty impressive performance, really. I know you were there to see it. Yeah, they, they played very, very well. And in, in the first set, oh, I mean, they, they yeah, dominated that first set. Yeah, that was you know, pretty pretty thorough. The second set was, was good, but not as good as the first. Uh, got a little dicey early in the third. I mean, they were yeah. down 4 nothing and 6-1, I think, before they rallied to, okay. to take the set and sweep them. But they it was a good match for them. They needed that as well. Yeah. Kalen Plouts had 10 kills. Colleen Claude, 14 assists. And Jenna Anderson had 20 digs against the Pipers in that match. And then on Saturday, UWS participated in a triangle over at uh, 
Saints Galaska. They took on Carlton and the host Saints. They defeated Carlton in, in five sets. 27-25, 18-25, 16-25, 25-21, 15-8. Before falling to Saints Galaska in three straight. 21-25, 20-25, and 22-25. Against the Knights, UWS was paced by Lexi Preed with 14 kills. Colleen Claude had 18 assists again, while Anderson, Jenna Anderson had 20 digs against the Saints. Bouts had nine kills. Cassie Teff had 14 assists, and Jenna Anderson finished with 18. And then to wrap up the week, last night actually on the road, opening up UMAC conference play, they took out Northland College to over Kennegan Gymnasium in another five-setter. Three sets to two in favor of the Yellow Jackets, 25-15, 22-25, 16-25, 25-19, and 15-5 in the fifth. Lixie Preed and Kalen Plouts each had 17 kills, while Claude dished out 25 assists, and Jenna Anderson had 23 digs. That's a lot of volleyball in a week. It is. <laughs> it is. And with two of those going five, yeah, a lot that, of volleyball in a week. That's a lot of volleyball in a week. Um, but they did well. I mean, they won two of those uh, – uh, five setters, so Correct. that's nice, yeah. Because they, they, they dropped one against, um, was it Nebraska Wesleyan? Or? Yes. Yeah. No. Oh, it was um, um, McAllister. McAllister, that's yes. right. That's right. That's part of the Stinger Classic. But, yeah, so presented by Subway. Thank you. <laughs> I want to make sure that I got that out there. <laughs> thank you, Mike. Yeah, thank you very much for your donation. <laughs> Men's and women's golf. Men finished first and 10th. At the UW Superior Classic and Frank Wrigglesworth Blue Gold Invitational on Wednesday and Monday, respectively, while the women play second. Also at the UW Superior Classic. That was, of course, on Wednesday. On the men's side, uh, UWS won with a team score of 314. In fact, UWS sent two teams, and both of them could have won Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the tournament. as the, It was UWS and then UWSB that went one and two. In yeah, that, he's got uh, some good depth. Yeah, he's got some really he's good depth. He's got some really good depth on the men's side right now. Uh, individual medalist was Cody Stanish. Shot a six over par 77 to take home the individual honors. Nate Burke and Charles Martin finished tied for second with a score of 78. So good, good consistent play. I was played over at Namaji, by the way, in case you were wondering. It was not. Wasn't well. Oh, a Spooner. Yeah, it's played down Spooner. Spooner, my mistake. Sorry. Thank you, John. No problem. The Yellow Jackets uh, posted a team score of 648 at the Rigglesworth Blue Gold Invitational. We're led by Ian Bundy, who had an individual score of 158 for the two-day event. That's a tough. Uh, that's a tough tournament. It is. It's a good field. Yeah. yeah. It's a good field, you know, and it's it's one of those that is kind of, a, again, a good barometer for where right. you are within right. the region. Yeah. yeah. And then on the women's side, UWS finished second with a team score of four, yeah, 407. We're led by Bryce Burroughs, who finished second individually with a score of 94. So the women had just the one match last week or the one meet, and that was uh, led by Bryce Burroughs. So. That's it for men's and women's golf last week. And last but not least, men's and women's cross country. Both teams competed at the St. Olaf Invitational. Speaking of really tough competition. Tough competition. Yeah. <laughs> at St. Olaf College, with the men finishing 14th as a team, while the women play 17th on the men's side, the Yellow Jackets finished with a team total of 443 points, 443 on the points meter for the Yellow Jacket men. And they were paced by Michael Butterfield with a time of 2641. On the women's side, the Yellow Jackets posted a team total of 502 points and were led by Megan Berg with a time of 27-16.2. Butterfield, by the way, won his second straight UMAC runner, men's runner of the week honor, so congratulations to him. I think he was 24th in the field. <clears throat> yeah, he was 24th, I think. Yeah, yeah he was 24th, and I, I think the field was like 325 runners. or two, yeah, there's... Either 325 or 235. I'm getting my numbers transposed right. there. Yeah. But regardless... Very impressive finish by him. Yeah, and especially since there were 16 teams on the, I think on the men's side, and I don't know how many were on the women's side. Yeah, there's, it's a lot of Pretty runners. close to that, though. Yeah, it's a lot of runners. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So um, it's a very, very competitive um, race. I mean, yeah. there's just elite runners from all over the region come there and, and run in that event. And 
Um, if you've ever been down to St. Olaf, I have, of course, because I graduated from there. Um, that course is picturesque. Uh, it's kind of a, a rolling, running through the woods kind of course. So it's a very kind of – and it's got plenty of hills and plenty of obstacles as well. So it's not an easy course. Right. It's a very beautiful course. Mm-hmm. It's well-maintained. St. Olaf takes their uh, cross-country very seriously. Um, and I, I know it's an event that uh, I think Glenn enjoys being a part of every year because yep. I think they go just about every year. Yeah, they go – Pretty much every year, and it's yeah. it's a good time for them to kind of measure where they're at as well. Yep, yep, exactly. So that's the week that was for everybody. Um, we got a lot coming up this week, but that's what uh, happened last week. Well done, sir. Well, thank you. That was uh, it's, a, it's always fun when you got seven teams going. So yeah, exactly. A, it's a lot of, of things to yeah. Recap. There's a lot of things to kind of keep track of, and of course, and then we got ten- tennis is coming up in the next couple of weeks. So Correct. Add them to the mix, it'll and be, it'll be a, it'll a be full fall slate here. Next thing, yeah, and then a yeah. couple weeks after that, winter. Yeah, exactly. Winter so sports are starting. We're gonna start so. building up here. As yeah, we we're gonna we're gonna get really really busy with with yep. games going on here over the next few weeks. We'll take a time out now, and when we come back on I Have the Swarm, we're going to sit down and talk some volleyball in our roundtable segment. That comes up right after this. You're listening to I Have the Swarm. Can I borrow the sports page? Are we sure we're ready for this expansion? Of course we're ready for it. It's a great idea. Let's celebrate with a vacation. I'm thinking <laughs> Hawaii. We're ready for you. Is it okay if my friend comes with? Of course. Imagination's always welcome here. Bring us your best ideas. Let's see how we can help. National Bank of Commerce. Imagination's welcome. back on the roundtable version of Eye of the Swarm, and we are going to talk a little bit of volleyball with the funniest person any of us have ever known, Alexi Preet, <laughs> along with senior Cassie Teff. And, you know, Matt, I, I got I got a little bit of flack from the show last week because I had people say to me, I don't let Matt talk enough. So oh. I'm just going to fade into the acoustic tile here, and you take over and, and control the interview. I just didn't have a lot to uh, <laughs> add last week. I don't know. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe, you know. So your loyal listeners are very unhappy that you're not talking enough. Oh, oh, well, sorry, everyone. I'll start talking now. (laughs) Hello, ladies. Welcome (laughs) to the podcast. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Thanks. This is kind of a volleyball debut, by the way. It's the first volleyball players we've ever had on the podcast. So welcome. You should be honored. It's a big deal. Because I've never done this. It's a big deal. lucky I brought you in. Yeah, I am, actually. I'm honored to be chosen. Well, it was interesting because we weren't quite sure who was going to be here. So it was kind of... uh, yeah, until Sorry you got here, yeah, I had no idea. I didn't decide who was going to be here until last night at like 11. John yeah, just basically said, Lexi's coming with somebody. That was basically <laughs> I'm where... somebody. Yeah, and Cassie Cap ends up being well, somebody. Well, and before you got here, Adam was asking me, who's going to be on today? I said, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Hi. makes this kind of stuff fun, though, is the <laughs> fact that we get the chance to, you know, kind of, it's like, peek behind the curtain, who's coming? There we go. All right, so welcome, ladies. Thanks. Thanks. Just a... <laughs> <laughs> See, we're already starting. I to want laugh. a little more enthusiasm, Adi V. From now oh, on, thank you so much. there you go. All right, <laughs> so happy, so thrilled to be here. Oh yes. yeah, I actually am. Here's so. my first question: What are you guys drinking? It looks like the same thing. Um, no, it's they're different. different. Are they really? Mackenzie Dolene's Shake Shop. This oh. is limitless. Yep. A little Mine plug there. She owes me a sponsorship now. <laughs> Mine's like watermelon sugar. Mine's 
Watermelon sugar? Because there's not enough sugar in watermelon as it is. No, it's named after like Harry Styles. I was, I was about say, to say, is that like the Harry Styles song? Got like, it. See, I'm I'm way so too you're old wa- for that. Yeah, watermelon sugar, and you have what, Cassie? Straw melon. Oh, that one's the best. One. Straw melon. But like mega size. Yeah, so mega straw melon. Mega straw melon. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll go over to see Max uh, place of employment and grab one of those. Tell her she owes us a sponsorship. Now. I will tell her it's that. It's so good. Hydrate <laughs> or dehydrate? Am I right? <laughs> Wow, we're coming up with new phrases here. I like this. <laughs> and her kneehab and everything else. Oh. Yep. Knee rehab. I can already tell knee this hab. is going in a really good direction. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, it looks like we're out of conversation. Okay, thanks a lot for joining yeah, us. Thanks for showing day. up, ladies. So, All right. So awkward silence. <laughs> awkward pause. So, yeah, awkward pause. Craig Ferguson style. <laughs> Okay, so nice. Scottish comedian, late night TV. Yeah, all forget right. about it. It's not that important. No, right. not that important at all. No, and it was he also Mr. Wick on the Drew Carey show. Was he? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's mm-hmm. kind of where I like. That's where I first got acquainted Correct. with him. Yeah. Anyway, so back to volleyball. Okay. Uh, you guys are up. How's it going? Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> yes, there, it that's is. basically the. Question. What's with this five set stuff? Uh, we, we love volleyball. <laughs> we love volleyball. <laughs> We we play play lots more. of it. Lots yesterday, of sets of it. Hey, last year we're going all out. Yesterday felt like a sauna. Like yeah. Northland has like a wooden like gym structure like for their gym. I've never been in there, but I know you've lived in you it. You know how like, I a lived sauna has like wood. Yeah, it's it like just that. Keeps everything inside. It was yeah. every single point. We had a towel. Like it was like a slip and slide. Cassie was like a seal. Yeah, I literally uh, dove and I slid onto the other side. And I was like, I looked up, and there's just, like, the center from Northland. I was like, oh, all right, we're out of here. That place does get very warm. It's a small space. Um, and the bleachers on one side are, like, five or six rows. Yeah. And then I, I don't know if they do it for wood. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's all wood. wood. They've yep. replaced it, thankfully, because the old wood was, like, a death trap. But they mm. did change all, a few things. But to say that there's no air conditioning in there would be a vast understatement. We well, have... just our locker room was 76 degrees. Yeah. So the gym had to be, like, close to 90. Right. Yeah, the gym gets very warm there. We it's, had it's like not only dissimilar from the Mertz when the Mertz gets really warm. Right. Yeah. Right. There was enough like slip and slides in there to make a blooper reel for volleyball. The Oof. ref literally I slid and I like went down on one knee. I didn't even do anything. And he like grabbed his towel immediately. He's like, It's just you. I was like, It's <laughs> not just me. Like Stop slipping and sliding everywhere. It's like sorry, my bad. <laughs> but it's one of those gyms where if you stand in it too long, like you can just start to sweat. Like you without just doing your anything. Life. Yeah. yeah. Just and it's, life. It gets like that during the winter. Like I've I've broadcasted games there, where it's it's also like their press box for hockey. <laughs> I don't know what it is with Northland. They just have well, really I just, hot. I don't get yeah. to use the press box anymore. So. No, but uh, <laughs> short story. They, they might have regulated the temperature there a little bit more often. Now. Northland's uh, hockey rink is a place called the Bay Area Bay Area Civic Center, and it has maybe the hottest press box in the history of the world. It, <laughs> in the one of the coldest rinks. Yeah, one of the coldest rinks. You know, so you've got it's, coaches standing on the bench freezing. And I'm in the press box rolling my sleeves up. Just <laughs> you talk about it's ripping. It's like, it's like half a press box. It's a, a very. It's tight not even like box, a full because yeah. the full press. Well, it's like half of it is half a press box. The other half is a full. Yeah, <laughs> it's really weird to hard to explain it. On the one side where they play the music and do the stats and all that stuff, there's plenty of space there. But for the broadcasting side of it, it's literally like you got to like scoot in because it's super thin and you have like a. It's like it's a like a chest high counter. Yeah, it's oh. like a countertop that goes right here, mm-hmm. and then the glass is like right here. 
Nice. And they crank up the heat in there, and it gets to be like and 95 it's, degrees. Yeah, it's 90 oh degrees in there. So. Suck. No, thank you. But I sit, I sit in the stands now, so it's okay. Yeah. So now he freezes instead of uh, I'd rather freeze at that point. You can always heat up, but it's harder to cool down. That's what right. I always say. Mm-hmm. Whenever I have that argument at home, because I prefer the house cooler, my wife likes it warmer, I'm like, I can add layers. I can't peel off my skin to cool off. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. 100% yeah. agree. I always just strap on more blankets. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Well, at home, my room was set at 60 degrees year-round. Oh, nice. So it was perfect. Yes, it is. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. I like it. That's why I like <laughs> it, too. My house up here doesn't have AC, so it's just... Yeah, I had to buy one. <laughs> I didn't buy one. I just sweat. I mean, my rent is like $2 a month, so... Just never, yeah. Can't. <laughs> can't relate. Can't. No. can't Can't relate. Don't get it. Don't <laughs> So anyway, back to the blah ball angle since I'm supposed to do all the talking apparently today. Um, <laughs> I'll chime in with him. In a I have little to bit. save my voice. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. So five wins so far, four of them in five sets. Um, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Thoughts, feelings, it's opinions. A, it's a roller coaster. Sometimes I it guess. It is a roller like, coaster. We always like. I feel like most of the time we win the first one, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely the second one, we're like, oh, yeah, this is fine. And then we're like, Pfft. well, the thing is, we win the first one, and it's usually like 25 to 15. Right. Like, we kill them. And then the second one, it's like they decide to start playing. Right. It's just like the up and the down, and then the up and yeah. the down, and then we're just like, well, why can't we just stay up? Yeah. Well, like a roller coaster. Volleyball is a sport, though, where, like, momentum is really important. That's one of the things oh, yeah. that you notice at all levels of volleyball. Like, it can be, and volleyball is one of those, if you lose your focus for even, like, five minutes, you could drop ten points. 100%. Yeah, because it's like, oh, my gosh, that just happened. So, you, like, you got to have the shortest of short memories Well, yeah. volleyball because it moves so quick. Yeah. Well, six-second so, rally. Like, right. That's average now. Six seconds, and then, I don't the know. The long yeah. rallies Someone just kill them. And then the whistle, the call, and then they literally serve, like, Less than like 15 seconds later, it's like yep. well, we're going again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so it, you literally have to. If people aren't familiar with it too, they have no idea how fast it moves. Oh yeah, especially when you go up levels too. Like once you get to D1, if you watch them, some of the best teams, you got like three second rallies. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like yeah, just yeah. the amount yeah, of stuff that happens in one rally is crazy. Yeah, well, and there's been times where I've like when I've been doing the play-by-play on the radio it's been like whoa hey whoa like I don't know if I can keep going as long as they keep going I have to keep going because is that an actual thing that you've said on the air is oh hey oh no in my head but I got it if I say that this weekend on Friday and Saturday then I will okay good oh yeah oh yeah get that clip yeah everybody on iPads gonna be like what is he talking about no you really should I'm sure my my parents will be listening so you should definitely say oh hey oh hey oh that could be your new catchphrase oh hey oh <laughs> Actually, my uh, my mom was listening to like your play by play and stuff, and I think there was a moment that you're like, "Oh, I remember Preed when she was a freshman." And mom's like, "No, you no, don't." You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't. And she like told me afterwards, and I was like, "Was that this year or last no, year?" Yeah, this. Year. Oh, that would be Craig. Yeah, that would have been Craig. That would be Craig. She's like, "No, it doesn't." <laughs> no, I know you're a transfer. Like, yeah. I never would have said that. That was so <laughs> funny. That's so, Craig for you. <laughs> Love that. I was just like, okay, sure you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that uh, I'll be doing. Hopefully, play by play on both Friday and Saturday. So nice. Mm, I won't be here. So oh. fuck. Bummer. I'm in my cousin's wedding. I'm a bridesmaid, so I kind of have to be there. Yeah, that does kind of you know make things. Uh, That's put- bad planning by your cousin, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you have a time with that? 
<laughs> just, I don't Bad know. Bad news. Why he decided to propose to her. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Marriage. Yeah. My boyfriend's listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Ethan. We love He's you. already giving it the no. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> or you give it the no, don't do it. I can say that because I know my wife's not going to listen to this anyway. <laughs> I will go tell her to listen. Go right ahead. She still won't. You need to listen. She still won't. No, she needs. She doesn't want to hear him. No, (laughs) she hears enough of him at home. I mean, every day. I would too. (laughs) Just kidding. Wow. (laughs) Just kidding. This is vicious. Go ahead and turn my mic off now. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely an interesting, uh, interesting roundtable right here. But that's the way. That's why we have them. Mm -hmm. That's the best part. So, you guys, five wins so far. You're going in the conference season now. Five sided against Northam. We'll leave that alone because <laughs> we've already talked about it. We'll leave that alone. Don't yeah, we'll leave that one slide. alone. Yeah. Big home weekend coming up. Yeah. Against uh, Martin Luther and Bethany Lutheran. For one of you. Yeah. Well. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't know how many times I apologize to Coach. Oh, I'm not a bridesmaid, so. <laughs> Lexi will be here, so that's. Yeah, Lexi yeah. will be there. <laughs> I'll turn on the game while yeah. I'm like eating dinner. I'll watch. <laughs> yeah. Me. We'll do that. Are you guys feeling pretty good, though, about the direction you guys are headed right now? You had a really good week, by the way. We, we talked about that in our first segment that we recorded before you got here. But um, we uh, guys had a really good week. I mean, a couple of nice wins. Carlton, Hamlin, mm-hmm. those are nice wins. And then, you know, that uh, five-setter on the road and the sauna that is Kenrick and Gymnasium. Um, how are you guys feeling about heading into the, into the conference play? you guys feeling pretty confident about where you're at right now? I think so. I think it's just about, like, eliminating that roller coaster. It's, like, our biggest like challenge right now it's like making sure that we're like all pushing all the time instead of like we win and then we're like home breathe yeah <laughs> we like, do no it's it's not it's not a given yeah <laughs> we do have a young team as well mm-hmm. a very young team considering covid too like if you take that season out we even have a younger team because i'm the only one that's played like a normal season here me and Haley because she transferred in after freshman year so it's just me and Haley that have actually played like a full normal season so it's a very young team and college is way different than high school so i think it's that aspect of just like building getting faster learning it's nice to start out with northland Mm -hmm. a team that is maybe not as high up as northwestern let's say and then building from that so i think we are in a good spot to keep building from which is really nice so it's interesting though because you guys are young but you also bring back a lot from last year too i mean there's a Mm -hmm. lot of returners coming back that played a lot last year i mean yeah megan holds being a big loss of course because leadership and her her setting ability and all that kind of stuff but you guys bring back most of your starting lineup which has got to be somewhat comforting heading in the conference no for sure yeah we've been playing a little bit around with our right sides and stuff Mm -hmm. Because that's been changing. Some middle change-ups. Some middle change-ups. But otherwise, yeah, the same kind of defense, at least. The vibe. Is the same. Yeah, we're just working on speeding up right now, trying to get faster, learning that curve of getting to that college level and getting faster and faster and faster because tempo wins games. Defense wins games. Tempo wins games. So. 100%. Well, and and I'm glad you brought the tempo because, really, volleyball is a game of timing as well. You have to – on an attack, I mean, in the pass, you want it to obviously be, like, perfect off the serve. The set, you want it to be to the right spot at the right tempo so that whoever's going up to hit it is in the right spot to be able to get a good swing on. It's sometimes hard to get that kind of chemistry going. How has that been going for you guys? I mean, I guess it's just – I feel like consistency is something that we are continuing to work on in that aspect. Like, like again, we lost Megan. So, like, 
I'm the only, me and Renee are the only ones that are returning setters. So we're te- teaching basically our two freshman setters, Colleen and Lizzie, and they're doing great in their roles. Mm-hmm. So it's just the fact that we have to learn that consistency and that speed. And right. Have to continue to communicate with yeah. them too because we're not just going to leave them in the lurch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, we're not just going to be like, oh, you're doing great. We're going to be like, hey, that was awesome. But here, let's work on this now. Yeah. So I like, think just like working on the consistency and like, again, starting with Northland was a good starting aspect from that and just building off that which too is bad getting the gym good. sucked yeah yeah there, i mean that gym has gone through some rehab that was the biggest pain in the butt in my entire life when i tell you i slid 10 feet i slid probably 20 feet i slid like, under the net too but it, it was, was legal because so nobody was jumping yeah. <laughs> i slid for a dive and i just kept going and i like didn't know when Slipping like i had to like put in. on the brakes and i was like okay well that can be a up. problem too if you're close to the net because if you go on the other side then the point goes oh i was it. on the other side no I yeah it's, it depends on if the they're net. jumping or not so if they okay. were like blocking like because i went under the net for that yeah weird, weird one that i bumped over um and nobody was jumping so it was legal so i was literally on the other okay. side of the net and i yeah. just crawled back over <laughs> Well, meanwhile, their net was also tilted, like, probably, like, 10 degrees because their poles were so bad yeah, that their one net of was, like, towards sideways. their court, like, by 10-ish degrees. Like, Very yeah. strange. It was just great. That, that can't be legal. I was it? just going to ask, is that legal? If the net's high enough, yeah, but it was just, like, huh? Yeah, because like, you could stand next to, like, the center line, and I was like, yeah. oh, this is cool. So, on one ah. side, you could get into the net a lot more often. It's like when you but. do a basketball game and one of the rims is bent. We had that happen at Oshkosh a couple of years, like several years ago before they oh, redid gosh. theirs. They had one end of the court had a bent rim that was down and threw everybody off in terms of shooting the ball. So nice. Yeah, that's it's kind of similar. I would think in volleyball too with the net. It's just you know depending on how you serve, right? You know, but well, we got there. It was no antennas on the net either, so we were like, are we yeah. good? Like, yeah, literally. It was just all weird. The net was weird. The antenna was weird. The floors were slippery. I slept in the were... locker room twice too, so yeah, <laughs> just it's the whole just place. <laughs> I was like, today is not my day. I'm sick of this. I'm getting out. I took my They're wiping out. out. Yeah, that's a bad sign usually <laughs> when you're wiping out in the locker room before the game. Gross. <laughs> that might be a problem. Well, it's not like I slept once. I slept twice in the locker room. <laughs> I mean, granted, it's Lexi, so one like it's fine. Like whatever, it's Lexi. But two, it always happens to me. Like if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen to me. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Speaking of slip, well, because we were just talking about John's uh, experience in the inline marathon, and uh, he didn't slip even though it was pouring rain. Yeah, I was... heard that. It was like pouring rain. Oh, they just it, did it. Yeah. It was pouring. Oh, my gosh. It was absolutely pouring. We talked about it at length in the first segment, so we won't, we won't bore the listeners anymore with it. But yeah, He didn't I, slip and I've, I've never skated in anything quite that wet. No. Yeah. Like even training-wise, if, it, if it's raining, I don't go. Yeah. Well, now I think I probably have to once in a while just to right. get accustomed to it because holy moly, was it wet. But, but like, makes slipping in volleyball, that. though, like, I mean, you can seriously injure yourself. Oh, yeah. Pretty a few easily. of us did fall and, like, it was bad. We I fell in out. the second set and my whole hip, like, popped in and out. And I was like, that felt great. Ooh. So it was just very, the ref looks down at me, are you okay? Right. No. Wipe this floor up. Like, let's leave. Baseball gets lightning delays. We need slippery court Soccer delays. had a lightning Soccer postponement had a lightning last night. Last well, night. Yeah. Why don't we get slippery court delays? <laughs> like, Fix your court, man. Like, I, think they, but don't, I think they do at the professional level, don't they? Don't they have, like, no, standards I mean, that they have basically to? Basically anywhere yeah. else. We should have – we even – I wish we would have played at the high school even. Right. I would have. Like, their high school else. actually has air conditioning. Like, Shop the blocked over there. Yeah. I, we should have. I don't yeah. understand why we couldn't. Yeah. No. It's a nicer gym. 
It was oh, their high school gym was way nicer. Yeah. That. It was painful. It at least it was like, when I was there. <laughs> you're not supposed to like think about that the floor is slippery, but then every time you slip, you're like, so it's gonna take me like an extra like three seconds to get to where well, I have yeah, to go. Well, yeah, trying to transition from defense to setting for me was impossible. Like trying to set my feet, I set my feet and then set my hands was great. Was and then all good. of a sudden you hear it. Ah. Yeah, if you heard that, that was me. Cassie calling. on the ground. Lizzie let out one too, and she was just on her stomach. Yeah, Polly and two. Just... It was like all of a sudden, it was just like constantly. Keelan ripped one too. She yeah. just fell, split her legs open. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, well, see, that must be the nice thing though about merch is that it gets resurfaced every year. So it's actually at the beginning of the year anyway. Pretty. Yeah, it's sticky. pretty sticky. Yeah, it's you know, pretty sticky at the beginning. Yeah. Despite the fact it's like eighty-five degrees in there a lot of the time. It wasn't too bad this year. No. It was a little bit But it, it wasn't year. as hot in August yeah. this year either. Yeah. No. Not like we're getting right now where it's just like yeah. 85, 90 degrees. If yeah. anything, like, I feel like our gym's, like, bigger, so it kind of spreads out. Right. Like that, I hate this That word. giant fan. Moist feeling. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And the fans kind of keep the air moving at least. Right. So yeah. helps a little bit too. So back to the team for a quick second here. Um, in the back line, you guys basically turn everybody back there other than Megan. I mean, yep. You've got Johnny, oh. you've got Haley, yeah. you've got, you know, that. how nice is it to have a couple of DSs back? Especially ones I've played together for a full year. It's nice. I mean, you still come across, like, riding into each other. I punched Jenna in the face last year. <laughs> on accident. On, on accident. accident. I'm not a violent person. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm more of a hugger. Uh, but, you know, it's just like, you still run into those. But, like, since we've kind of gotten that out of the way, like, last year, it's easier to communicate with one another this year because we know exactly kind of like what we need back there and like who's gonna do what it's a lot easier i think there's more trust already built at this point like especially like even yesterday we were playing northland and i like pulled down because i knew jenna was behind me she didn't say anything but i just knew she was there so it's just i think it's easier in that aspect having Mm -hmm. them there and i've been playing with Haley since high school so it's we're kind of so it's like second nature level. then at that point because yeah like, like i know yeah. where she is so mm-hmm. right it's a lot nicer in that aspect that we don't have to build the trust it's already there so i do like that mm-hmm. agreed how much of what you do on the court is set like a set play like basketball everything is a set yep. play hockey's chaos uh, yep you know how much <laughs> of what you're doing is a set play uh, free ball plays are i run yeah so like if i'm setting i'll run the free ball play otherwise like Service Eve, it's planned. Free ball, it's planned. So probably like 50 to 60% of the time? Yeah. I'd say it's like half. Like, but the other half, it's just like, I'm a yeller. I'll be like, go! Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of audibles, a lot of yeah. audible things, unless it's a free ball one and I'm calling the play, or the other setter's calling the play, or it's on service Eve and okay. I'm running the offense at that point. I sound like a mad woman. Yeah. On the court. Uh, <laughs> John, it's interesting that you brought the chaos aspect of hockey. Um, because volleyball can kind of look, kind of look like that if you get out of system. Oh yeah. Whether people kind of diving <laughs> everywhere, there's you know those balls being bumped over, getting set on defense. How do you guys keep all that straight? I mean, how much communication is there really going on out there? Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You like, like if you mic'd all all of us up at the same time, it'd be noise. Word like, salad. You would not. <laughs> word salad. It would. Yeah, it would just it would. be a word salad of noise. Because like we're all saying different vomit. things. We're all like. Well, then both teams are doing it too. Right. Well, yeah. So yeah, it's like it's, well, it's crazy. Like, normally, like at the balls on the other side of the net, and like it's like shanked or something. Like we're like off. Like, yeah. If it's so on the, the other side of the net, net, it's usually the same. But stuff. then, like if it's if it comes over and it's off on our side, we're like, go. 
Yeah, like... Like, when I was, like, somebody's, like, the setter normally gets the second ball, like, you gotta call for help, and, like, if they don't, like, or if they do even, like, it's just, like, somebody just grab it. Yeah. It's, like, just... It's a lot of, like, well, it starts with, like, the defensive, and then... Mm -hmm. Once you go to setting, like, I'll either call the play, too, if I'm setting. Or if I'm hitting, like, I'm calling my hit. Or I'm calling the ball and passing it. Setting the block. Like, if you're setting a block, if I'm on the right side, I'm calling Keelan or right. Ella or KP over. Or yelling like at them like to get inside, there. Inside, inside. Yeah. Like... Um, it's crazy. And then, like, defense behind me. Like, while I'm hitting, I have, like, Haley behind me telling me where to go. So mm. it's just constant communication. And usually, if we're losing it's because our communication is lacking right like 100%. it's not there that's usually the number one source that's so. interesting to know because it's yeah. you know it's, i think it's one of those things that we kind of get a little bit like numb to because we just say oh they didn't make a play or there's right a but people are not understanding what the other people are trying to tell each other yeah is, mm -hmm. is i think basically what you guys are saying it's like yeah, yeah. didn't get the message lost the point so if you have right. that many people out there talking all at once i mean who essentially is your your leader, your captain, your quarterback. Who? Well, I think like the setter. The setter. The setter is definitely the quarterback <laughs> yeah. of the team. Like that's growing up and training as a setter. Well, like that's like, what I was told. That's that role. Yeah, like, you're running the offense. You're not running the defense, obviously, but like you're running the offense. You're setting the play. Like in one single ball that is past me. Like if Lexi's passing the ball to me and I'm setting, I'm one calling a play. Two, looking at the blocker who's across from me to see where she's going and going the opposite way of her. And if she doesn't move, then I also have to listen to my hitters right. and each of those and see where they're going. And I also have to look at the blocker, <laughs> then look at my hitter and see if they're coming and also, like, I track them, I sequence them. It's a puzzle. So I think it's the setter is definitely running the 100%. offense. Every team you let you look at, it's going to be the yeah. setter. Well, and the setter, it, like, if you – when you watch a lot of volleyball, and I happen to have watched a fair amount of volleyball in my life, every play is involving the setter. Like, there is no right. play because even if you're getting a, a good pass off of a serve, even if the other team attacks and you dig it, you're trying to get it to your setter. Right. Yeah. Like, that's where the dig is supposed to go. Yeah. So you have to identify where the setter is so that she or he can, you know, set a ball to one of the attackers on the left or the right. Right. Yeah. So it's, or in the middle, you know, if the yeah. case, as the case may be. So. The setter's involved in everything. It's like being a catcher in baseball. You're constantly involved in everything yeah, that's happening. Definitely. You know, so it's it's and what, being a couple of former catchers, I think we can get that because you're constantly calling out everything that's happening. I was a catcher too. Okay, but so I was, I was like seven. <laughs> in baseball or fast pitch? Fast pitch. I was like I was a pitcher in fast pitch, but that's what I was when I was older. Mm. But skills, skills. But that's it's a, it is a lot of communication. I think sometimes oh, yeah. we overlook that a little bit. That aspect of it is mm -hmm. just like there isn't enough chatter like oh, you need yeah. to like you know you know what we're supposed to do it's kind of like the seagulls in nemo mine mine yeah mine. it really is like <laughs> it's just constant talk <laughs> what it's 100 it facts though. right there yeah that is what we're doing <laughs> so in between points this is a question that uh, john and i have always wondered you guys huddle before after every point mm -hmm. what is usually said in those huddles in between points um when we win the point happened. or lose the point yeah, Either yeah. Way. <laughs> the answer is yes if we win yeah. the point it's usually like let's say jenna passed it i set it to lexi and lexi killed it so like usually it's like good pass jenna good set cassie good hit like we're trying to get pushes and extended yeah. shoves it's usually like yeah a lot of people if you see one of us fall over after a huddle it's because we're pushing <laughs> each other so like yeah, like if Lexi gets an amazing hit, we're all like shoving her. It's, my favorite photos yeah. are Jenna shoving me because she gets like she kind of the pictures that Holden takes. She kind of like floats. Like, yeah, just, like, if you ever see that, she's she so floats. small. Like so, she's just like this little floating like. 
yeah. Yeah, all five foot two of her. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. that's just so awesome. I love those. She hates those, but I'm yeah. like, those are awesome. <laughs> um, if we like lose a, a point, it's usually like, if I messed up the hit, someone's usually like, you can go this spot, like hit mm-hmm. four, hit five next time. Or like, it's just reassuring each other, like, right. wipe it off. We're good. This next one, we have to get. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more either trying to help each other or it's trying to, like, reassure each other that we're still okay. Yeah. Like, it's okay. It's a point. Like, volleyball, you really have to wipe it off. Like, it's yeah. a game of mistakes. Who makes the least amount of mistakes at 25 points? Mm-hmm. So the more you can wipe that off is kind of what we're right. trying to do. The eye contact, we also, like, especially this year, I've been really, like, adamant about like when we do lose a point or if we're in a tough situation like huddling together like together uh together making that, that was very contact. minnesotan uh yeah <laughs> that was very minnesotan oh, we like betcha. it though uh no <laughs> yeah. but like making that eye contact and like making sure like because that can really like do a lot for you oh, like yeah. making eye contact with somebody that you know like has your back and it just reinforces that connection as a team yeah. so and then it's also, like, not pulling apart. Because, uh-huh. like, yeah. coach isn't on the court with us. She'll say that a million times. Like, I'm yeah. not out there with you. You guys figure it out. Which is very true. So, like, the fact that we do come together really enforces, like, it's just us. It's mm-hmm. us right. six right now. This is our job to finish this point. Yeah. So I think that also helps with that. And, like, high school, we had to do the eye contact thing where you, like, stood in line and each of us had to go by each other and stare in each other's eyes for three seconds. Just oh, wow. because, like, that's how important uh, everyone? it is. Everyone? Every single one. So, like, 20 girls, I'd have to go across every single person and look in their eyes for three seconds. Your high school is weird. That's, That's my <laughs> club coach. She was – I loved her. Awesome. There is something to be said, yeah. though, for eye contact because you can actually communicate plenty just by a look. You can. Oh, but yeah. I, I, wow. But, yeah, it also helps with body language, too. Like, so oh, I yeah. have to look at everyone. So now I know that, like, if I look at someone in a bad way, like, it's going to portray bad. So it, like, keeps you, like – your body language up, your attitude up. It helps a lot, honestly, just like, by looking at Stop looking at me like that, Cassie. <laughs> yeah, like, and we also make a joke out of it. Like, we, no, like, yeah. side-eye each other, like, soup, like, funny. Not in a bad way. No. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to the, you talked about hit four, hit five, or something like mm-hmm. that. What do you mean by that? Um, so there's spots on the court. So there's six positions, right? So where you serve from, that's one. And then you go up to the front row, two, go across front row, three, four, back row, five, six. Okay. So it just okay. goes in a circle. One, two, so, three, like, four, they'll five, tell six. us where to serve in those spots, too. Yeah. So, is that the hand signal, then? Yeah. yeah that, that's what, like, Mac usually does behind her clipboard. Uh-huh. Right. That's where we serve, Emily too. Brewer used to do it all the time, where she'd yeah. pull the jersey out and do that. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a set. If Emily Barryway was doing it, she's calling a set. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's a set. So, that's, like, calling, like... Because we have type. different hand signals yeah. for every set. So, I don't also, really hide them anymore, because... Question for you guys. Do you guys know, like, if... Let's say me and Cassie are up in the net. We're saying, like, have our arms out like this. Like, two up, two up. Like, it's kind of like these little peace signs. Like, or, like, out, three up. Like, just talking. Or three up, three up. Do you guys know what that means? No. No, no clue at all. See, I've been playing volleyball for years. Yeah. And my dad and my stepmom apparently were talking to my boyfriend. And they were like, she's been doing that since high school. And we don't know what that means. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I'm like, you're my parents. It yeah. basically means that there's, like, if the setter is in the front row, then there are only two hitters. So, so two, two up. up. Okay. If the setter's in the back row, then there are three hitters. So there's three up. So it's letting the defense know in case it dumps. What do you do if a team has two setters in the match at the same time? Two. What? What? There's only one designated setter. Like, Cassie will be in the match while Colleen's in the match. Yeah, but Colleen's say. in the back but row. But Colleen will be the setter because Cassie's going to be the hitter. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's designated ahead of time. You'll never have the confusion of 
technically there's settings. supposed to be only one player setting per time. I yeah. mean, every yeah. once in a while you'll have a situation where somebody else has to, has to set. Yeah. Like, we you're... run a 6-2 rotation. So right. it's six right. hitters, two setters. So me and Colleen usually are running from the back row. If it's mm-hmm. a 5-1, it's five hitters, one setter, which Northland did yesterday. Yeah. That setter went all the way around, played front row, but only set. She didn't hit. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, those are the two offensive systems, or 5-1 and 6-2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting because you guys have run a 6-2 now for a couple of years. Yeah, and well, since I've been here. Yeah. It, since I've been here. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's been challenges of the 6-2 versus the 5-1. 5-1, you can get a little bit more sneaky with it. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. run a lot more middle off of it because you can go behind because you don't have that right side setter or right side hitter. And so you can get a little more sneaky with it, and it messes with the block a lot more. You can dump as a setter. I love running 5-1 because I can dump. I like the So it's a lot too. more fun. The 5-1's <laughs> fun, like, if I'm in the front row, like, yeah. during the 5-1, then, like, we could run possibly, like, if the middle runs, like, a slide or an A yeah. from behind. Like, you could do, like, a 2 or a 31 or a 32 yeah. or, like... It just makes more opportunities. But then, like, if, like, Northland yesterday, their setter's short, so... When she's in the front row, she's not much of a big block, Blocking so it takes that away from their defense. So that's when a 6-2 is a lot nicer for that aspect. And I love the 5-1 and when the setter's short. It just makes my life so much easier. Yeah, for the <laughs> outside. Like, line, 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 yeah. line. Yeah. So you know, I like running a 6-2 with this team. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It works. So 5-1 also, like, will tire the setter out. Yeah, 100%. Because they're out there for every point. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. You both mentioned now that you're seniors. What's the future beyond yeah. beyond volleyball and everything? Yeah, where where do we go from here? Like graduates? Yeah. What's okay. next? Okay. What's After next? I graduate, I want to go to grad school to be a PA in orthopedics. So I want to be in surgeries and stuff, fix sports. I want to stay in the sports world. <clears throat> so I don't. I also don't want to do like hearts and spines and stuff because that scares me. So <laughs> sticking to like sports and hopefully I can be a PA in there. What made you want to go down that path? Um, actually I wanted to get into the medical field because my uncle had cancer and like the whole like hospital situation wasn't great and staff wasn't where it should have been. And so I just like decided that even if I can make a little difference, I feel like I should do it. So I like been starting, I've been a CNA in a hospital now for a while. So I feel like even a small step I can make is big, but I don't do well with like death and big stuff like that so that's why I'm sticking with orthopedics where I can still have sports in my life and I can still help like every age I'm not limited to infants or elderly like I have all the range so mm-hmm. that's why I did that scope. yeah yep very cool yeah <clears throat> Lexi oh cool <laughs> uh, Good <hand> so, off. <laughs> um so after I'm, I'm still like kind of figuring out like what I want to do like I was thinking possibly I'd like to go to grad school I've been looking into NYU's graduate program for um, publishing and digital editorial media um, because I my dream is to work for a young adult publishing company as an editor, a publisher, or a marketer um, just because I love to read and that type of stuff. And I took – originally I wanted to be a radiologist when I was in high school. <laughs> and I took AP Bio, and I was like, God, I suck at this. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I mean, I still so I was it, like, but... huh, let's uh, – what are you good at? And I was like, I'm good at this. And I was like, huh, hmm. Yeah, let's stick with that. Uh, so that's what I've been thinking. But I might, like, if I get in NYU, I might take, like, a deferral and travel yeah. for a few months, figure that out. Um, debated about playing some volleyball in Europe to get some free travel in there. Um, but 
but that's just everything's so up in the air in that standpoint. And if I go to NYU, their team's D3 too, and I have an extra year of eligibility oh, yeah. so that's I could right. still play while I'm there. Um, not that my body wants me to, but you know, yeah, if any money's involved, I guess. No. <laughs> right. But that's the plan right now is to kind of figure that out, but definitely get into the publishing world and do that type of stuff. And good for you. Um, cause I don't know if we have a lot of athletes that are going into the publishing idea. I don't think that we, you, not too many. You don't I know see that. too many that are going the communications route. Right. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and I are kind of anomalies, I guess yep. now. Um, but it, you know, it, it's interesting to see different student athletes and what their interests, where their interests lie. You know, I mean, I, my mom is a retired nurse and my dad is a lawyer, very oh, huh. you know typical yeah. stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's interesting to see where the, cause I went completely in a different field and, and my sister sort of did as well. So it's kind of interesting to see what kind of influence you guys' families have on you too, in terms of like what oh, you yeah. decide to do. So my dad works on cars, so <laughs> He's a mechanic? Yep. Okay. My okay. mom teaches companies how to use computer software, and my dad's in the government, so I don't really know where any of that lies in mine. <laughs> my yeah. mom's on, like, the payroll, or, no, pricing. I don't know. She, like, prices out everything. That, if you're going to get a surgery, she, like, prices all that out for you. Oh, I'm catching you. But then, okay. yeah. So, I mean, she's kind of in the medical field, but. She's doing the numbers. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, she's doing the numbers. right now I'm involved, like, if you guys know Tom Hansen, uh, yep. just a little bit, just, just a, little a little bit, yeah, bit. just a little bit. I'm in. Uh, I have an internship in the fall here with KBJR, um, in Canal Park, and that's because of him. And then I also write sports for uh, the Duluth News Tribune, the Superior Telegram, and the Cloquet Pine Journal. Good for you. Um, yeah. The hard part is, is that I am not a journalism fan. Uh, <laughs> And, like, it's, like, fun, like, and it gets my foot in the door for what I do want to do. Right. But I'm, like, Tom's, like, you should really look into this. And I'm, like, okay. And, like. Well, Tom's a good like, teacher because he, oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, he's. He's done it all. He I has know, done yeah. it all. And he is yeah. incredibly but well connected. Because he's, told like, told me everything, it makes me not necessarily want to be in it. But like, that's valuable, it's too. because like schedule. It, yeah. Like, the schedule, yeah. like, he's, like, there's, like, it's always, like, 100% of the time, like, you drop what you got to be doing and, like, go do, like, these hours. Like, if the path that you choose is this. And I'm like... Right. It requires a lot of hours and it takes a lot of dedication. Well, yeah. And also, yeah. like, I feel like writing sports... Like, I wrote a bunch of basketball, like, this past year. And it's just, like, same like same idea, just different font. Like, it's, like, the same thing, but a different font. Like, oh, here, like, they lost. This is why they won. Here's why. But it, like, depends. Like, if I'm watching, like, an exciting team, then I guess, like, it's more fun to write about. Right. But, like... How many of those do you come across in small town USA too? Like right. I'm from the cities, I see good right. basketball yeah. teams all the time, and then I come here and it's like I'm with like these small town USA like. Right. Yeah, it's a very places. different. Feel. It's definitely different. So I'm over here like, huh? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, originally from the cities too, so that's like I I, right. I know exactly. Where you're and I'm from, from small town USA. Yeah. And me too. So you and guys, thanks for the insult. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Lexi. You're welcome. Anytime we're not here to anymore. insult. Well, John, you came from a basketball factory. So. I did. Yes, I did. So, so. you know, it's uh, but you, yeah, you you've kind of that kind of understanding from going from a big city mindset to a small city mindset, right? Small town mindset. It's different. It is. It's different. You just have to kind of appreciate it different. for its differences. That's mm -hmm. that's how I did it. Like, the best part about it is, like, the writing, though. Like, I enjoy writing so much, which is why. But, like, the problem is, is I want to be in, like, the creative writing aspect yep. with, yeah. like, those creative authors. Because I think that's, like, the most fun part about, like, what I'm trying to do is, like, the creativity. Like, I'm a huge creative nut. Like, I love everything that comes out of nowhere, which is why I said Nehab. 
Uh, and <laughs> 20 <laughs> seconds later. Like, and it makes me laugh, like, every time. Like, <laughs> the stupid stuff. That's why I want to be, like, involved in that stupid stuff and make it stupider. More if, stupid. If nothing else, hopefully the listeners yeah. picked up on the term kneehab today. Kneehab, yes. Uh, that, kneehab. Kneehab. Uh, kneehab, I think, is a good way to... Go ahead and put this one to to bed here. So, yeah, Cassie, exactly. Teff, Alexi, Preed, thanks for coming by. Thank, Thank you. you. We'll take a break and come back with more of Eye of the Swarm right after this. Orkers Island Inn is now hiring, and there's a position just for you. Apply for front desk, housekeeper, bartender, server, cook, and dishwasher. We're hiring great people like you. Call or click for more information and apply today. We're back on the final segment of this week's Eye of the Swarm. And again, we thank Alexi Preed and Cassie Teff from the volleyball team for coming in and joining us today in the round table. And before we before we move on, when they were talking about the temperature in the gym last night at Northland, sauna versus sauna. <laughs> Because this is one of those that I will go to my grave saying it is, if somebody of Scandinavian descent, it's a sauna. Yes, Adam, sauna. You ask anybody who's from Finland, anybody who's from Sweden, anybody who's from Norway, it is a sauna. I have nothing to add to this other than the fact that uh, it doesn't bother me either way. <laughs> okay. Because it's, it's one of the – anytime somebody says sauna, I always just kind of look and I say, you mean sauna. Sauna, yeah. And they're like, no, it's not a sauna. I didn't say sauna. I said sauna. Get that you in there. Get yes. That you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So to all the people on the Aaron Range <laughs> who probably aren't listening anyway, you know, I, I remember – Just in case. I, I remember my heritage and I know what it was called. So, right. you know, I've just got, in case. I still have your back. Yeah, there you have it. There you have it. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's one of those where, you know, that's one of those arguments for me that I'm just like, I can go either way. If you want me to call it a sauna, I'll call it a sauna. If you want me to call it a sauna, I'll call it a sauna. I know what you're talking about. That's all I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get to the point where if you say that, I know what you're referencing. Oh, I know what they're referencing. Yeah, yeah. I know what they're referencing. That's kind of where I, like, tomato, tomato. I have no idea. You know, potato, potato for me. Like, I just, I go with the, the whole thing off. Yeah, I just... I just go with the flow. Okay. As long as I know what we're discussing, you know. We're discussing a sauna. You know, aluminum, <laughs> aluminum, or whatever they call it, over in, you know, versus aluminum. I, uh, I just, aluminum, I think is what they call it. I don't know. But anyway, my point is, is that I just go with the flow. That, that's my whole. Okay. You know, that's just. So don't ever feel bad about saying sauna. Okay. That's well, I don't. Like, yeah. I don't. No, I don't. I feel don't. bad about it. Yeah. At all. No, not at all. At any rate, saunas aside. <laughs> Uh, the week that's B- coming up here. Busy week, but yeah. not again, not uh, not a lot here. No, everybody's on the road except for volleyball. Yep. So let's get into this men's soccer. As uh, feels like everybody's going to be playing Bethany Lutheran and Martin Luther. By the way. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, a big weekend of. Yeah, yeah. Well, there'll be a lot of Vikings and and Knights, Knights stuff going on. Yes. Anyway, men's soccer uh, this week they play two games Friday and Saturday. Friday against Bethany Lutheran. That's a four thirty kick down in Mankato before taking on Martin Luther on the road in New Ulm, four thirty p.m. as well. So that back to back on a Friday Saturday. I'm interesting that they kept that back to back conference schedule for soccer this year. Well, I, I mean that's a two year schedule plan, so they kind of had to. Okay, okay. I, that I did not know. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the uh, Friday Saturday men's soccer, four thirty both nights on Friday and Saturday against uh, Bethany Lutheran and Martin Luther. Actually, I guess uh, both uh, afternoons. Uh, meanwhile, women's soccer, 
predictably, at Bethany Lutheran and at Martin Luther as well. They play the earlier games, 2 p.m. both times on Friday and Saturday. So men's and women's soccer on the road taking on uh, first the Vikings and then the uh, Knights. And I think they come home the following week. We'll talk more about that later on, I'm um, sure, in the, in the next podcast. Volleyball, meanwhile, this week, also playing Martin Luther and Bethany Lutheran, although they're flip-flopping the days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the women uh, volleyballers are taking uh, on Martin Luther on Friday, 7 p.m., the opening serve from the Mertz. Um, gonna try to get that game on the radio, but we'll see. About we'll to check with Adam. Yeah, I'll have to check with Adam about that one. Saturday we will be on the air, or I will be on the air with uh, the Bethany Lutheran match. That's a 1 p.m. opening serve from the Mertz. I'll be on with pregame starting about 12:45 or so. That's where I'm guessing. And then Tuesday they have an unconference tilt down at Johnson Fieldhouse against UW Stout. That'll be a 7 p.m. opening serve from Menominee. But uh, yeah, a lot of uh, Vikings and the Knights uh, stuff happening with men's soccer, women's soccer, and volleyball this week. Men's and women's golf. Busy week for the men. Mm-hmm. Uh, men's will be next at the uh, Twin Cities Classic, hosted by Gustavus Adolphus, Saturday through Monday. And they've been part of this tournament now, I think, several years running. It's a good event. It's an interesting uh, tournament because it's a three-day event, and it's at three different golf yep. courses. So uh, those three golf courses in order uh, Saturday through Monday. Um, first at the Elk River Golf Club on Saturday, then on Sunday at the Lynx at North Fork Golf Course. And then on Monday at Edina Country Club, all that in the Twin Cities. Again, that's events being uh, uh, hosted by Gustavus. And I don't know how many teams participate. I think quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually kind of a it's, fun it's, event. And it's, it's a fun event for them, and it's good yeah. talent. Yep. It's yeah. real good talent. Really good teams also uh, play down there. So that's what's coming up for men's golf this week. Uh, and they also have the on Tuesday of next week taking on, uh, or they're going to, the UNW invite hosted by Northwestern. That'll take place at the Majestic Oaks Golf Club in Ham Lake, Minnesota, and that's a 12.30 opening tee time there for that one. Women, meanwhile, Saturday they'll be on the road as well at the UWL Invitational hosted by UW Lacrosse at the Golf Club at Cedar Creek in Onalaska. That'll be a 1 p.m. tee time there. And then, of course, on Tuesday they'll be with the men as well at the UNW Invite, 12.30 p.m. again, the opening tee time there. Meanwhile, uh, men's and women's cross-country idle this week. They're not in action again until uh, the following week, so... Um, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of action going on here, a lot of it away. The only team that's going to be home is volleyball, but a lot of matchups with Bethany Lutheran and Martin Luther, and then uh, men's golf as that big tournament uh, hosted by Gustavus, the Twin Cities Classic. It's so. such a weird schedule this fall, too, because in the month of September, you have a lot of volleyball, and basically the uh, the soccer teams are, are gone. Yeah. And then you get to October, and all of a sudden the soccer teams are here. Yeah, and volleyball goes games. on the road a little bit more, right. and then you get into you know even into November, you've got hockey almost exclusively at home in November, right? And then basketball starts coming in later in the month and into December. So it's really really strange how that schedule laid out this year. It's kind, yeah. of, kind of a fluke. It is kind of fluky, and there's a lot of road games in there, both for men's and women's soccer at the start, and then um, you know with volleyball, um, you know they they come and go quite a bit. They host the Stinger Classic. And then, uh, you know, they have assortments of uh, non-conference matches kind of sprinkled in there. So there's not really a long block. But, yeah, with men's and women's soccer, it was an interesting schedule this year. It really did kind of work out in blocks of time when mm-hmm. they're at home and in a way. So uh, right now they're in the way of blocks. So, um, you know, eventually that will spoon back around. But, yeah, it's an interesting scheduling kind of anomaly this year. And that will do it for this week's episode for the our – our production engineer, the birthday boy, Adam DeMuth, and for the big sound, Matt Johnson, I am John Garver, and we thank you for listening to Eye of the Swarm.